0: welcome to Thought Leader's Voice, I'm Rachel Kinsella, Editor at iResearch Services and your host today. We're delighted to welcome our guest today, CMO and Marketing Technology Rockstar, Eric jan van Putten, Vice President of Marketing at Dynamic Web, who are a leading e-commerce and digital experience management software provider to the mid-market and enterprise. He's a clear change agent in B2B marketing technology and customer experience has been keenly involved in operational excellence, as well as driving significant marketing efficiency and performance throughout his career as a marketing technology leader. Having previously held marketing operations leadership roles at ContentServe, a product information management vendor, and Sitecore, a leading digital experience platform vendor. Hello, Eric. Very warm welcome. Hi. It's a pleasure to have you here.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: So we've got plenty to talk about today on the topic of marketing technology. And one of the big trends that you and your partners have identified in recent discussions is the circular nature of MarTech trends. We've gone from the importance of of finding and getting the right data to appropriate classification, to using that effectively and quickly across the right channels simplifying and automating the process to create personalized and meaningfully categorized content in a way that doesn't have to be replicated manually multiple times what do you see as the biggest challenges faced by marketing leaders on both an operational and strategic level right now and coming up in the future
1: thanks rachel that's a really good question because um, first of all i absolutely love marketing technology and how technology can help you drive business results. And those two don't always go together. I would absolutely say that um, technology has become more accessible over the past many years. If you go back 10 years, you would build a website, you probably would need developers to really build something. And these days, you get the right plugin, you get something integrated, and you're off. Um, And although on one hand, it really sounds fantastic that the ease of integration has grown, there's actually a tremendous risk in that. Um, Because it's so easy to add technology to the marketing technology stack, the MarTech stack, more departments do it, and before you know it, you really create a Frankenstack. Uh, And there's quite some dangers in that. Not only will at uh, risk, every integration breaks at some moment. Sometimes it only breaks once a year. But if you have 10 or 12 integrations, you're still in the hot seat every month or so. Um, An additional challenge from it is it adds cost to keep the integration up in the air. Updates happen, your one system upgrades, now your integration breaks. Not only will you potentially have missed revenue, um, you have to explain to management why your technical structure has broken down again. And I do foresee that with the massive explosion of of MarTech and solutions out there for any issue you might face, that this is something that will continue. Um, But yeah, very much be aware of the Frankenstack. If you're able to invest and have a strategic approach to get what you need and slowly build out from there, you might Mm -hmm. actually not need 20 solutions talking to each other.
0: Sure. So it's investing the, the time and the effort wisely in, in building that uh, gradually and not trying to run before you walk.
1: Uh, Absolutely. With, yeah. And have a data governance, have a good plan, have a deep understanding on how data runs from point A to point Z. Mm-hmm. And from a marketing operations point of view, really see how you can make that scalable, make it a solution and an integration that is flexible enough to handle many uh, approaches, Mm -hmm. but tightened and templated enough so that you don't spend massive amounts of time every time you uh, get a new product, you get a new marketplace integration, or you get a new, let's say, asset to promote. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so really getting to grips with what you already have at your disposal, uh, looking at the data you already have and and where it's coming from, and how it can be used, um, yeah. and really being clear on that before investing in in anything else or just trying to build
1: on that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's maybe if if I would like to uh, if I may add on that one is mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of uh, the methodology related to people, process, and technology. Um, When you combine that uh, trifecta almost, it is how technology can be successful if you have the right people, but certainly the right process. Um, And it is a combination that will make things fly if you want. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about getting those processes in in place with the right people working across absolutely. the different areas of the yep. organisation to to make best use of of the systems and the and the data you already have. Yeah, absolutely. So that leads us quite nicely on onto um, how we can make things a more personalised experience using mm-hmm. that data and using those processes in, in an effective way. Um, how do you feel that uh, we can move beyond? purely email personalization to uh, providing relevant personalized content experiences at each stage of the funnel, um, because I think uh, quite a lot of the the different stages can be missed or data can be lost throughout that process.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. So personalization is Uh, Still something I also think as a marketer is one of the stronger options that we have in basically make our marketing perform better. Um, And with that help the business perform better. Um, Email, uh, website behavior, uh, other integrated solutions, it really comes down to a couple of elements. First of all, you need to be able to capture and make use of the customer data available. That could be a dedicated customer data platform, but many solutions, many suites already have some form of uh, segmentation data Mm -hmm. available in their platform. Um, And being able to make that, to, to, to capture that data and to use that data in any way possible, is where a lot of strength and a lot of uh, opportunities are, are hiding in. Personally, for example, I think, why should we apply personalization? Well, it will help help you have a better performing uh, marketing and business department. Your website can do better. Your email can do better. Your e-commerce will sell more uh, or higher card values. You name it when personalization is applied in the right way. Now, mm-hmm. Related to that as well is if you have that customer data and you have that analytical insights, you can also really see what personalization uh, helps drive the needle, whatever you're trying to accomplish with that. And it's really, in my personal opinion, because there are uh, sounds out there that personalization uh, is dead Mm -hmm. Uh, or is actually on its way back. And I don't agree with that. I think that simple or probably too simplistic personalization, like uh, best or first name, that's probably a little bit too simple. I would say try to do more, try to do better than that. Mm -hmm. But how great is it if you get an email that actually contains the right information in continuation in your research? Or if you have bought that washing machine online and now if you're doing it wrong, you get another email with the same washing machine with a discount. (laughs) How about you actually either sell guarantee or you sell a dryer or you sell whatever product is fitting where you are at that moment. Um, And I think there's tremendous opportunities in, in applying personalization and, Again, thanks to technology, it's also getting easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I would go back in my earlier years, you would have to create, uh, either you had to go into coding, HTML, or deeper. These days, you can set up a simple rule uh, as something like this person has looked at the helmet and did buy a mountain bike. How about we actually try to sell you the helmet later? You probably are going to need it um and it's not that hard it, it's literally as simple as i just explained
0: yeah yeah and it's all about relevance and and knowing your customer um and getting them at the right stage of that of that buying journey but also uh, event driven uh, opportunities for personalization um and you know what a way to differentiate and to, and to stand out by by doing mm-hmm. that well um and really yeah using the the data that you have on your on your customers in, in a more efficient way.
1: yeah if, if I may add actually uh, uh, on that as well right because um, it's the gather gathering of data whatever sources you have your website, your email behavior, uh, your salespeople actually in touch and in b2B that becomes even stronger Absolutely. your uh, in-shop experience gather that as best as you can in one central place, and then make sure that um, the systems that create touch points, and I know that that's a little bit broad, but I'm talking about email marketing, your website, e-commerce, the CRM, again, for your salespeople, that that data is available because then not only can the website start personalizing, Uh, they can push the next product uh, first, but also maybe a little bit more in B2B. The moment that person actually gets on the phone with your salesperson, that salesperson has that 360 view of this person has looked at this website. They have bought this in the past. They have not bought this. I think I can now help the customer for the positive experience, but let's also be realistic, push the right product so that we can actually make a sale.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that that commercial lens actually um, leads me quite ne- uh, nicely onto my next question, which is how can you really measure that and demonstrate the ROI of, of that level of personalization?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So there are studies out there that saying that um, personalization will be abandoned uh, more and more by organizations that have bought into it. Um, And that really surprises me. And there are two elements that I suspect why that is and and those reports go into that actually as well. So it's not my suspicion only. Um, Mm -hmm. One, personalization is perceived as hard to do. If I wanna uh, address that first, it is really not that hard to do, but we sometimes try to run before we crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to add a personalization across six channels across 25 pages if not way more um, and we set up rules for each individual module paragraph or, or little square that gets complicated before you know it you have a hard time figuring out what is active where so start simple if you are in B2B or you are in e-commerce start with homepage personalization Uh, Start with product uh, pages personalization. Mm -hmm. Um, And you will see an uptick in touch points. You will see longer page visits, more page visits. Uh, Your conversions will go up. And it is really not that hard to do based on either behavioral data, uh, brings it to the implicit, explicit available data on the customer. That will help you drive that. Then, on to the second part of that. Um, how do you measure that? Well, kind of comes down again to let's not overcomplicate it. Um, can you measure the effect of personalization? Yes. If you tag your setup in the right way which does not have to be hard based on either cookie or you put additional UTMs on personalized hyperlinks or other trace uh, tracking solutions, it can quite easily be done. Simple example, um, I've applied personalization on homepage or product pages as well. And by simply adjusting uh, the page with matching messaging images, uh, logos and then also having our request a demo button uh, adjusted based on that
0: mm-hmm.
1: you got a we we got a thirty percent uptick the moment personalization was applied in our demo request wow and I think that simple ish uh, approach is a fantastic start mm-hmm. crawl walk then run
0: <laughs> brilliant um, and what would you say? Would you be your top tips uh, around that? Obviously, starting simply, trying yeah. and testing uh, a few methods. Homepage would be the the first yeah. port of call. Um, yeah. How about integrating that across other touch points and other channels?
1: Absolutely. So the beauty of this is is that. With your the right setup, so you do need the right platform. You either need a platform, uh, best of suite approach versus point solutions, and then create potentially the Frankenstack if you're not careful. Yes. Um, but it comes down to gather the right information. Every page visit, every sales touch point every in-shop experience, every purchase, uh, every email open, every email click. Gather it as best as possible. Because that data will allow you to use it to create that better commerce or customer experience. Every touchpoint can be personalized uh, and then reported upon. So although it sounds like quite an easy task to always go to the standard like email or your website, or uh, but you can actually take it further, integrate this with uh, your CRM or take it with social media. Start Mm -hmm. applying paid elements that are way more segmented uh, on something like that. Uh, Image personalization is also up and coming in the whole email scene. And although very cool and quite scary, um, I personally for now in B2B still see it as a little bit of a gimmick Um, is creating that quick uh, inside sales video. Like, hey, Eric, I just uh, saw your LinkedIn profile. I checked out your website, and I think really liking what I'm seeing, uh, this, that, and that. Creating that one-on-one, fantastic. Now apply, and this is the scary part, that uh, fake video stuff on top of that. Now Mm -hmm. you can scale that video into a 1,000 messages easy um, maybe a gimmick, maybe a great moment to, to, to grab hold of people. Yeah. So, but yeah, opportunities are there.
0: It's very difficult to, to gauge where that fits with the, the human connection and that, and that personal element. Um, I mean, increasingly we're seeing B2B and B2C becoming far more like each other in terms of the the way we interact with our with our customers, uh, the way we we map and personalize those different touch points. Um yeah. but having that relationship and that 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 one-to-one approach is more important now than than ever. So how yeah. would you find that you would balance that with with innovation and and technology and 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 some of these methods that that could be a gimmick but could have a Definitely. real world Application.
1: No, it's, um, it's a very good question, right? So, and I know I'm going to sound like almost the age old marketer here. Um, but it is about a combination of driving value. Um, and it is about trying to drive that positive experience with your brand. And, mm. and every person, every technology, every touch point can contribute to that. And I think we're forgiving, right? When someone makes a a mistake, you get a test email or dear first name, that's fine. No one will be really bad about that. But if you take technology, if you take automation, uh, and maybe even the gimmick element, and you dial that up all the way to 110, then it can become a different story, right? Mm -hmm. Um, how many of us now get at least five emails a week or a day or an hour in their LinkedIn saying like, hey, I saw your profile, I like what you're doing. Do you have 15 minutes for me? Um, And that is, yeah, technology applied in the wrong way. Yes. Um, If you to some degree can push some value by targeting more specifically if you can have your message uh, fit to the receiver, your click rates, number rates, open rates, you name it, will absolutely get a, a very positive uptick.
0: Definitely. Yeah, again, it's about knowing your, your customer, knowing your target audience, applying it to, to their experience um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and tailoring it. but but keeping it simple and, and not trying to do too many gimmicky things just because you've heard that it might be a good idea. If it doesn't apply to your business and if it doesn't apply to your client base, then you know, leave it. The <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it still takes your time, right? It t- still takes your resources uh, resources, and, and time is limited, cool. um, let alone the cost, the headaches, the frustration. So yeah, be careful with that.
0: Do you see any fundamental differences between B2B and B2C in, in that sense? Or, or do you think that the same rules and principles can be applied?
1: Oh, fun one. Um, so B2B is absolutely learning from B2C. Mm-hmm. Um, depends very much on, on the, the situation, of course. But uh, I, I do think B2B can learn a lot from B2C in the positive experience um b2c is usually at a different scale so the only significant impact that can have is uh cost base right because if you're paying for personalization uh based on uh, ip for example a b2c website could actually have way more traffic uh, than a B2B environment usually has. Mm. Um, so that has a different uh, price tag associated with it. Um, the benefit of B2B is that you can have uh, deeper relationships with it because usually you build ongoing relations. Yes. Um, so yeah, there are absolutely differences between the two, but they have been coming closer together for many, many years now.
0: Yeah. And those processes can be enhanced with with effective use of the right technology, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, because that's a little bit of the beauty of it, right? Um, taking this as an example, uh, based on a different technology, um, is also the amount of setup is, pro- is probably going to be the same or very similar even if you have 10 visitors on your website or a million, the setup is going to take the same amount of time. The benefit of having more traffic though, is you learn a lot faster what works and what doesn't.
0: Of course. Yeah. That's a really good point actually. Um, well, I think sticking with that, that human element, um, I like uh, that I've seen some of your interviews recently where you've cited some uh, Marketing inspiration um, before your career even started. Um, you started your your mother as a an inspiration. I just wanted to mention that to you on the, on this call because it it does seem that both marketing and technology are are in your blood. You've you've got that uh, marketing background. Uh, you've got the technology education, um, and I think you're in quite a unique position um, from that perspective. On. Um, understanding the technology and how it works and how it can be applied for marketing success but also as you say you've got the the age-old marketing training and and techniques Mm -hmm. Um, you don't see many strategic marketers who are really in the know on that technical detail uh, and, and how things can work more efficiently um, I'd just uh, like to ask you a little bit more about your experience with that. How how you feel it's it's benefited you, yeah. and and how you're able to to bridge the two worlds.
1: Um, so thank you, and indeed, uh, I, I went into marketing uh, thanks to my mother, who was uh, in marketing, but let's call it a little bit more non digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, And I always loved technology. Computers, double dial-up, all that that kind of fun stuff. Uh, um, I helped at that uh, time and age uh, with that. And I have an IT uh, education as well. Um, But I, I always knew that marketing was it for me. And yeah, I agree. I think that you don't see... It's, it's, it is growing, uh, luckily, but I you don't often see really technical, it's more than digital, I would say, but let's say mm-hmm. technical, savvy marketers. Um, it is absolutely growing, and there are plenty of people out there that can do a heck of a lot more than I can do, uh, but at the same time, it is the ability also that gets you value, I guess, being able to speak the business language, and knowing what is technically feasible. Uh, almost anything is doable, but does it also make sense? And yes. then build the priorities. Um, and you need the right organization for that. You need buy-in from the involved parties. You need to uh, invest to some degree. Um, and you need to be able to translate why you are integrating your website into your crm uh, via this and that solution instead of just emailing stuff into your crm Uh, you need to be able to explain why you want to have this customer database gathering clicks marketing automation uh, views on the website uh, your crm touch points for your sales to build that 360 view. Because hopefully not many uh, company owners, CEOs, uh, leaders will just have you spend tremendous amounts of time making investments left and right to get a really cool technical system. No one really cares about that unless it can be applied to get those insights. This channel works. This campaign costed us 25,000 euros uh, and delivered us 100,000. So that is where technology and and marketing really is getting together. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in addition to that also, build to scale. Um, Why do I say that? If your organization is not growing, you might absolutely get away with doing a lot of manual steps. Scott Brinker recently posted that as well. That with the growth of marketing technology uh, in organizations, also the manual labor actually went up related to that. Yes. Well, that I I do feel what he's saying there, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Uh, right we have technology to make our life easier but because we think this one thing is very cool we want Mm -hmm. that oh yeah it's fine that we just copy paste that excel list on a weekly base Uh, but yeah do that with 25 technologies so that, that in mind it's really about how technology can help drive business value
0: yes yeah so it's i think i guess Marketers are increasingly wearing many more hats these days. So they have to have uh, one for the technology side of things, looking at, at digital marketing, um, strategic, then speaking the same language as the rest of the organization. So, getting buy in, as you've mentioned, um, speaking the same language as sales um, to be able mm-hmm. to get initiatives off the, oh, the yeah. ground um, and yeah, to be I- able to I- feedback.
1: Absolutely. So on, on, on that one as well, right, is um, so I've had the luck this far to build uh, to build uh, nationally and internationally new marketing teams. I've had the luck in uh, taking over teams um, and, and, and scale them as well. And. I think there's a couple of elements where I see real differences in in the success of those teams, or maybe more importantly, the individuals. Um, There's a couple of things that really make uh, a difference when you're earlier in your career in marketing and probably other departments as well. But uh, one is be curious, try stuff out, read, make mistakes uh yeah. attend that extra meeting take a sales meeting with someone trying to sell you something um see what your market or your expertise is developing in um so stay curious second um, hustle <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm not saying to anyone that you have to work 60 hours a week um but but do hustle right um and because if you are able to really uh, hustle and, and, and work hard and, and, and put your backs into stuff, the results do speak for them. You are able to move mountains extra in that half an hour after everyone else uh, basically shut down their computer. That you take that half an hour at a different time back? Sure, why not? Um mm-hmm. uh, but that, that makes a difference as well. And then third and fourth, I would say, but that might come a little bit more with uh, getting older, uh, mm-hmm. is prior, no, focus and prioritize. Yes. Um, and be crystal clear about that sometimes. Oh, this one integration broke. That's fine with me. I don't care about it. I will get to that in two weeks. Um, or right is that focus about what is going to really drive the needle spending two more hours on a thousand bucks a month google ad or spend that hour on doing something in joint partner marketing Mm -hmm. and i can't say which works better for you but focus on what drives the needle
0: yeah absolutely it's always with that commercial lens in, in mind, um, that's got to be the driver. Um,
1: yeah. It. And then the, the, often what I tell my team members as well is, um, see if you can make this better or focus on better. And I do absolutely realize that that's vague as can be. Um, but I also want them to actually see what is better. What mm-hmm. does that mean? You know, Tons more traffic, great. Tons more traffic for from students, not great. Yeah. Um, yeah more awareness, great. Awareness on the wrong audience, not great. So Absolutely. whatever better means, focus on doing things better.
0: Yeah. So that brings me very nicely onto my final question and uh, thoughts to to share for the. This afternoon, in in that uh, the biggest challenges, where where do the biggest challenges lie right now, and where do they they lie in the future? Do you think it's um, wanting to do everything and and try every every new thing because it sounds cool, and kind of falling down that rabbit hole of creating Frankenstack, which I love that term that that you use. Um, do you think it's not using what you've got effectively, or increasing the manual processes as as you mentioned, alongside developing new technology that's supposed to be making our lives easier, where do you um, think the the biggest pitfalls
1: lie? Th- there is a lot of opportunity ahead. Um, and although I do love technology, I'm also sometimes regularly um, a little bit disappointed in it even, right? Because, we have so many cool things happening. Uh, and for some mega enterprises, behemoths, they can do amazing things. But how much of what is really possible is available in a useful way um, to, let's say, m- well, smaller, mid-market, large-market, let's say anything be- except behemoths out there, And let's take that into a very simple example. Um, Let's take machine learning in combination with email marketing. Sounds like a perfect combination. And to a very high degree, the only thing that's really being done with that is that the, the solution can actually send the email at exactly the right time. That's kind of where it stops. And I'm a little bit disappointed in something like that or take another, and there are players out there getting there, Uh, take chatbots. Why do I create a chatbot with a long workflow? If this, then that, if this, then that. Why don't I just install it? I say, these are my five most important pages. These are the five pages I really don't care about. Uh, My tone of voice is business professional. Now, good luck with it. Figure it out, right? Should be able to do something like that. So what I'm kind of trying to say is, although technology is still up and coming, uh, it still depends on what you want to achieve. And it also comes down to how can you apply it into your organization mm-hmm. in such a way that it drives value for your customer your partner your internal organization and the business results
0: that sums it up beautifully i think you're spot on there integration relevance to your business is it going to drive value Uh, does it make commercial sense Um, and i think those are all questions that we need to to ask up front before deciding on next big thing
1: on that right i know that some of this sounds really nice high level um and and in in the depths in 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 the integrations and in all that it becomes sometimes a different story right test optimize tweak it make it as simple as possible um, if you can reduce five manual steps into one and mm-hmm. that will take you instead of uh, five minutes every uh, day and it will take you two hours to just set it up once I would say, set it up once. Try, learn first, test first, Yeah. yeah then absolutely. make it a lot better, uh, and then set it up in a way that it's stable and scalable.
0: Excellent. Yep, makes perfect sense. Just going into it a little bit deeper there, is there any one particular technology that excites you in terms of the the value that it can can add to to marketing and sales processes either now or that you see on the horizon
1: so except dynamic web of course um yeah. there are tremendous solutions out there um and because i do love technology and because i'm curious and i'm happy to hustle i try out technologies if it's easy to get started with mm-hmm. uh on a regular basis. Um, And what really I find fascinating is sometimes you see technologies that are 90% the same in their functionality, uh, in their feature set. But then the price difference is sometimes literally 50 times over one versus another, which amazes me. But on the one hand, hey, good for whoever is the winner here. (laughs) Um, So... When looking for the right solution, uh, you might want to go with a big brand. You might want to go with the smaller player that is able to prove they can fulfill your must-haves, ideally some of your nice-to-haves, but basically are able to fulfill your requirements. Um, And then still challenge in a good way what you need because how often do you end up with a list of a hundred points and only 20 of them are really must-haves. So, you know, maybe you do want to forget about some points if they are not absolutely needed, but they can drop your price point. They can drop the pain of integration or other pains in in operationalizing it. Um, And then buy technology, depending on the related investment for a couple of years ahead, uh, depends on how hard it is to integrate.
0: Yeah, I think it goes back to that uh, prioritization point that you, you yep. made earlier. So, where are your business priorities? Where are your commercial priorities a, a, across different departments and, and teams? And, you know, are you a growing exactly. business? What, what are your budgets? And, and, and like? how
1: mature is the organization, right? Because yeah, um, if you want to build uh, your technology stack semi from scratch, that, that is not a bad thing per se, but it comes with benefits and risk mm-hmm. um, and cost. If a suite or a one all-in-one platform can cover most of your needs, then applying that will not only save you a bundle of time, quicker go-to-market, um, get started, and improve along the way. And your cost will be a lot lower.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Not running the risk of building Frankenstack either.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's a great terminology. I did not coin that, but <laughs> I love the Frank- I love the Frankenstack for what it really says, right? Because there's yeah. integration challenges, stuff breaking down. Uh, I've been in marketing operations, so I know how frustrating it is if, if one of the system upgrades and then another system starts yelling because it can't talk to it anymore. Uh, or some friendly colleague actually changed the password and 80% of your integration start falling down because, well, they didn't realize that. <laughs> this is more of a process thing than a technology problem.
0: Yes, yes. Different technology across different areas of the process. Not talking exactly. to each other, not integrated.
1: Nope, nope. absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's a fun world out there. There are endless prior uh, possibilities Uh, you can build almost whatever you want uh, but because you can uh, the big question is should you
0: yes yes very good point Um, I think that's a a really good point to to end on actually thank you so much for your time today really enjoyed the conversation Uh, I hope you've enjoyed talking about uh, marketing technology and uh, sharing your, your words of wisdom with us
1: Always. Uh, anyone wants to find me, find me on LinkedIn. Um, this is one of those topics I, I'm very happy to talk about. Uh, and I think that there is still so much to gain in, uh, I wanted to say, let's say mid-market, but honestly it is small, mid-market, upper-market. There, there's a lot to gain when applying technology in the right way. Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's exciting times, but be aware of the pitfalls. Be, be aware of the the steps to follow. And uh,
1: absolutely, that was an yeah. absolute pleasure, Rachel.
0: Absolutely, I've really, really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thanks again.